Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Today's guest and her team have been relentlessly working to make a difference in the lives of trafficked, exploited, and at-risk children in Thailand, Burma, in the war zones in between, and now in Brazil. Welcome to the show, the founder of Life Impact, Lana Vasquez. Yay! Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Now, for anybody that's ever attended one of the Reawaken America events, uh, there's a guy that, that that runs around behind the scenes helping a lot in a red, white, and blue flag jacket. He uh, comes on stage a lot. Uh, named, named Aaron Antis. He's become a great friend yeah. of ours. And I think you have known him maybe all the way back to when you went to Rama Bible College before going into uh, the mission field. And uh, he introduced us. We're like, what an amazing person with an incredible story. Yeah. Yes, sir. She, he's on our board, actually. I've known him for 21 years. Wow, Man, that was, is amazing. Yeah. Was he grade school? We were all young. You were all I'm babies. I'm not going to say how <laughs> Yes! There he is. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Way to go, producer Colton. There's, there's yes. Aaron. There, there's That's baby it. Aaron there. Oh, really? That's when I met him. That's awesome. <laughs> want to jump into a topic with you real quick because we we're feel very aware of, um, I think maybe just increasingly every year. Now we have, you know, two grandchildren of our own and there seems to be a very intentional and, and, and purposeful, uh, demonic attack on the innocence of children. Yes. You know, and, and you, you see it, you know, we've, we've lived overseas and done missions work ourselves and you see it sometimes in a more raw and in your face way, but it's, it's, it's now not behind the scenes or in a back alley or hidden in some, some creeper van hidden mm-hmm. somewhere, things you'd be aware of. It's 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 advertised, flaunted, and put in our face on a global scale by global marketing companies. And uh, I want to transition this in because you deal with the realities of this on a daily basis. But again, it's not hidden. Uh, uh, this is something that that's that's promoted. This is actually the chief designer of Balenciaga. Her name is uh, Lada Valkova, something like that. I think that's probably how you pronounce her name. But they've come out. Uh, with a new campaign that I want to talk to you about. There's a little girl. Here's the bear that they're pushing right now. They call it a BDSM bear, but this is a bear that they are pushing. And they're using little children in the process of doing that. And so I know a lot of people have probably seen the ad. It's been brought up several times. I would love to have your take on this because it's really sad and it's really scary how they're exploiting our children right now. Yeah. So actually, this has been going on for a long time. First time I heard about uh, child exploitation or children, uh, people going after children for sexual uh, purposes was when I was 24. And that's how we got started in Thailand. We heard about little girl's virginity going for about $3,000, eight-year-old girl's virginity. We heard about businessmen. Um, they thinking if they sleep with a child, it'll bring luck to their company. And some people, even with the myth that if you have HIV and you sleep with a child, the child will take away HIV. So this has been going on for years. Now it's in your face. Before it was underground Mm -hmm. and it was in these third world nations, Thailand, the Philippines with cyber sex trafficking and uh, in Brazil, the over-sexualization of a generation. So it was in these third world nations and it wasn't home yet. Now we're seeing how close to home it's getting and it's always been there. And now it's just rearing its head up and they're getting more bolder about it. Yeah. Very arrogant arrogant in their approach. 
Yes, it's mm-hmm. an over-sexualization of a generation. You're calling good, you're calling evil good yep. and good evil. They're normalizing it. They're calling it a minor child uh, sex attract- attraction. Yep. So basically, if you're attracted to a child, to a minor, it's just another thing, like another uh, another sexual orientation, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to normalize this. And what it's doing is, once you start doing that and you go that way and you start over-sexualizing a generation, you see it with um, the Netflix uh, show Cuties. I don't mm-hmm. know. That got really big and yep. then all of a sudden you didn't hear about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Netflix came out with a thing with Cuties where it's basically they're like strippers, you know, and go-go dancers, these little mm-hmm. girls, yeah. eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, ten-year-old girls, um, just scantily clad. And and they tried to normalize it there. And then it yep. was, you know, everyone shut it down and so it disappeared. We got and rid of Netflix because of that. We actually no, got rid of too. our Netflix. Yeah, we were like, okay, no, nope, we're not supporting them. And you see what they're doing. They're over-sexualizing a generation. They're grooming a generation. You're, you're basically mm-hmm. trying to normalize this. And as soon as we start doing it, the nations that start doing it, Europe, uh, America, as soon as we start doing it, we will become like the third world nations that that basically I'm serving. Yeah. We will we will lose us our souls. Uh, mm-hmm. Children are pure for a reason. Yeah. Children are untouched for a reason. You know there uh, there's there's a reason for that. And once you start taking away the purity and the innocence of a child, and that's what it is. Like what you, we were talking about, a demonic attack against a generation. You see it age old through the Bible. You know you mm-hmm. see it when it just generations yeah. were attacked and wiped out. It's just another way. It's just another form of attack on a generation. Because once you go after a generation, you take the soul of a nation. You take the future of a nation. Once you start doing that, I was sharing with a friend, um, I I see it in Brazil. It's the same thing. Brazil has carnival and carnival is how you say it. And there's an over-sexualization of a generation there in Brazil. And basically what they say, we have where we reach, there's whole communities that are backwards in their thinkings where fathers will sleep with their daughters Mm. to deflower them because if they lose their virginity, somebody else, it'll hurt them so that they can introduce them to a life life of sexualization because they're going to go that way anyways. We have a story where an eight-year-old boy raped his four-year-old sister Mm. and it's just, it's an, oh, they're seeing this. It's introduced them so young and they don't know how to process it and they don't know what to do with it. And so it's the over-sexualization of a generation. And and that's what I said. Once we start going down that route, once nations start embracing this, once people start embracing this in, in first world nations, we will become like a third world nation that I serve that fight against child exploitation. We will become that third world nation and we will, in sense, start calling good evil and evil yeah. good and all of yeah. our priorities and we will lose our soul as a nation if we let this happen to our children. I totally agree. You know, as I was looking through your website, which is absolutely amazing, lifeimpactinternational.org or intl.org, I was reading some stories, and I would love for you to share, first of all, how does someone uh, that is in Tulsa, Oklahoma in their 20s uh, end up in Thailand? And then I would love for you to talk a little bit about Lily as well. Yes. Okay. So I got, I, I say it like this, a short story. I was rescued to rescue. I was mm. a go-go dancer in the clubs of Hollywood and got radically saved at 19 years old and got, and Jesus rescued me. And I knew that I was rescued for a purpose. And at that moment I had two, I say two personal vendettas for God. One, 
to tell as many people about Jesus and give uh, girls a way out because nobody ever told me until the age 19, being born and raised in Southern California, uh, nobody ever told me about Jesus. And so because of that, that was one to, um, to reach a generation and give them an option to not go the path of destruction before the age 18, 19, because nobody ever gave me a choice. Nobody ever gave me a way out. So give them a way out, give them a choice for a different kind of life. And two, that I would protect and fight for innocent and vulnerable children. And at 19 years old, that was my personal vendetta for God. I was rescued to rescue. And I knew that very well. And so when I uh, went away, uh, God did a quick work, went away to Tulsa, Oklahoma to go to Bible school. Uh, And around my last year, I was kind of searching about what I'm supposed to be doing, why God rescued me to rescue. What does that look like? And, uh, And I started hearing about child trafficking. I started hearing about child exploitation. The first uh, country I heard about was Thailand. And I started hearing these things that eight-year-old girls' virginity go for $3,000. I started hearing those different stories. And I just knew I had to do something. And I knew that's what I was rescued for. I I actually only committed two months to Thailand. Two months turned into a year and a half. A year and a half has turned into 21 years now. Wow. And uh, (laughs) and a a 14-year-old girl, a little girl, I I actually committed only two months because I was going to be in Brazil. I had heard about this happening in Brazil as well and the exploitation. Little did I know at that time, Thailand is number one in the world for children involved in prostitution under the age 18. Mm. Brazil was a number two. But when I went up and down Brazil spy tripping, my Thai daughter that I brought with, she was the first little face I saw at 14 years, 14 years old and she said, I don't have a mom. You don't have a daughter. From this day forth, you're my mom and I'm your daughter. And wow. uh, she, I was 24. She was 14. And she's still my daughter to this day and helps wow. run all of our, wow. our safe homes and our rescue homes now. And uh, and so in all that, when we were, I took her to Brazil and she looked around and she said, Mom, Thailand's not number one. Brazil is. She said, at least in Thailand, we hide it. It's mm. hidden. And she said, Brazil, there's children out on the open on the streets. Brazil, you don't have to traffic children. They freely sell their bodies for rice and beans. 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds, 12-year-olds freely sell their bodies for rice and beans. So anyways, I heard about all this at 24 and I just said, I I know I need to do something. Mm -hmm. So I committed two months and it turned into all this time. But partly in that, why never, um, now we're in Brazil, but what kept me in Thailand was uh, we started with prevention. Our whole motto was we've heard their cries. He's planned their escape. um, And we'll answer. He, he's answered their prayers. Well, and our, our uh, strategy was prevent, rescue, heal. So we'd start with prevention. We'd go into rescue and then we'd go into the aftercare and heal. Very rarely do you see people doing all three. So in all of that, we started our prevention homes when we're working and then we started going into rescue. All of a sudden, I'm starting. I'm on this border that I heard 60 women and, tra- and children are trafficked daily from Burma into Thailand down to the. It's called the armpit of the world, Bangkok, the red light district. Uh, Can you say that number again? How many? Uh, sorry, 60 <laughs> women and children trafficked daily. Wow. 60 women and children trafficked daily from my border alone. And so we were basically at the mouth of the river, so to call it. And the destination was one of the largest red light districts in the world, Bangkok, Thailand. And uh, and it's known as the armpit of the world for child sex trafficking for the Mm. largest amount of Mm. children involved and forced into prostitution in the world. So I I knew to go to the mouth of the river. We're at the mouth of the river. We're already doing prevention. I already have prevention homes. And at this point, we're looking to rescue. 
rescue. And uh, and so we're looking to rescue. That's the destination. That's where they end up. We know where they end up. Yep. And I'm looking into it. And all of a sudden, we're at this little cafe. And this little girl comes up to me begging. And she says, 10 bot, 10 bot. And I said, uh, I won't give you money, but I'll buy you food. And all of a sudden she said, come with me. And I heard in my heart, go with her. And so I said, okay. And I didn't know where we're going or anything, but she jumps in the back of my truck. She calls all her little street kid friends and she is just ratted from head to toe. Her feet have open sores come, with stuff coming out of them just from being on the streets and begging. And so anyways, we pull up to this shanty house, blown out walls, two story, animals at the bottom, a hole in the ground. It's just a squatter area. I, we start to go up. She start, I still don't know what's going on. There's a little street kid parade. All the street kids are in the back of my truck waving to all their street kid friends. I don't know what's going on. We pull up to this house. All of a sudden we sit down and the mom comes out and this grandma just looks at me with this evil look. And the mom comes out and says, she's going to, she's going down to Bangkok in two hours. And the, and this little girl sits on my lap. This eight year old little girl looks up at me and said, teacher, please don't let me go. She's telling me this in Thai teacher, please don't let me go. Teacher, please don't let me go. And I start talking to her. I said, why is she going to Bangkok? And she said, no money, no money. Money. She's going to sell flowers. And I said, you know, she's not going to sell flowers. There's actually begging uh, flower rings that the Indian mafia own. And then they groom them there and they get them ready. And, and then it's a small jump after they break them and get them ready. Then they, they transfer them into, uh, into oh. child children involved in prostitution. If you've seen Slumdog Millionaire, it's yep. very real. That, that will tell you the whole story. It, that is the exact process of it. So there is, so they were sold already into the Indian mafia. The money had already been taken from the traffickers. And she said, no money. She's going to sell flowers. Her sister's already down there. She's going to go be with her sister. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, she's not going to sell flowers. I just start negotiating with the mom. Hey, what if I put your daughter in school? What if we do this? What if we do this? And the mom's like, no, she, no money, no money. She has to go. She has to go. And finally I knew I had to do the inevitable. And I said, what if I pay back the traffickers? And what if you sell her to me? Like, what if I pay back the traffickers, the money that, cause she said, we've already taken the money, traffickers money and I've already gambled it. So I'm already in debt to them extra. And I said, so what if we handle this? What if we do this? And what if I pay back your debt to the traffickers? And she stopped and she said, okay. And I really believe that was God at that moment because I was trying everything and negotiating with the mom for an hour and she wouldn't take anything else. And at that moment she said, okay. And I said, done. And so as we start to pull out, um, and I didn't realize how how much was it? How much was it? $24. $24. So, so she had already, um, the, so actually the little girl was sold for $18 and then her gambling debt on top was $6. So that little girl was sold for $24. $24. The crazy thing is my mom uh, had just deposited $24 in the ATM and she said, God, <laughs> what will $24 do? What will $24 do? And wow. literally Save the day before and that, ne- that next day we had got 20. That is a crazy real story. That, and that was my mom that had done that. Wow. And uh, so when she heard this story, cause she just said, God, what will this do? But she knew to, in her heart to do it. And, uh, and so, and that was just, that was always should show you obedience, Man. you know, yeah. no matter what all obedience. And, uh, and so anyways, get this girl in my car for $24. I start to pull away. And as I start to pull away, the traffickers start to pull up and she points out of my truck. My windows are tinted. She points out of my truck and she said, those are the guys that were going to take me to Bangkok. Those are the guys that were going to take me to Bangkok. And so we got this little girl just in time. Oh, Eight year old little girl God, for $24. God, 
Wow. Yeah, just so, in time. And, and that was kind of the, the beginning of your ministry with Life Impact. And now you're you're doing this all of the time, helping children to get free. And people can help you in the process of, of joining the fight. When they go to um, your website, lifeimpactintl.org, on the left-hand side there, it says, join the fight. When you click on that, it says how to get involved. You can donate there. And there's also a partnership. You can be a part of a partnership with personal business or church. So tell a little bit about that as well. Yeah. So um, we just say it like this. Everybody can do something. What do you have in your hand? Moses, when God said, you're going to free these people from slavery, he said, how can I do it? The problem is so big. And usually that's what people say. The problem is so big. What can I do? Just like my mom said, what can this $24 do? You know, and so, and, 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 and basically I would say to you, what is in your hand to join in the fight against child trafficking and child exploitation in this generation? We need it more than ever. And we need everyone to do something. And so we say you can partner as an individual for an individual child's life. There's projects that you can partner with right now. We're uh, obtaining a crack house in the most dangerous favela of Brazil called city of God. And it's going to change the lives of children forever. And so you can donate to a project businesses can get involved with supporting safe homes. I have 18 family style safe homes on uh, 24 acres and we have 86 rescued children in Thailand. And so if a business wants to build a safe, a family style safe home that will house up to 10 children rescued straight from exploitation, then they can do that. They can get involved. If the church wants to adopt us as their frontline fighter against child exploitation in Thailand, in Burma, in Brazil, and then in February, we'll be starting Life Impact Angola, then you can get it involved and let us be your hands and your feet. All of our people are ready to be front lines. We're in it and our lives are invested in this fight for this generation and to rescue a generation from child exploitation. So we just say, everyone do something. We need everyone what's in everyone's hands to put it on the table and say, together, we will eradicate child exploitation in this generation. I believe it. This giant will go down. Woo! I love it. Flower family. Love we that. know so good. we know Lana Lana personally and uh familiar with their work and again tied in with Aaron and yes. and uh, who's who's on the board and been tracking this work for for years and years and years. This is great soil is. to sow into if if you feel moved by that and you're like, "Man, I wish I could go and do something." Well, maybe you can't, but maybe some of your dollars can. And uh Lana, I love the fact that you walk through even into the healing process because Rescuing a child would be just the beginning. I can't imagine the self-esteem wounds inside and outside that these kids would be going through. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being the hands and feet truly Mm -hmm. of of God in this earth right now and standing against such darkness. And and we all need to continue to pray against it, not support any of these companies that that glorify this and romanticize it and and, and try to try to make Mm -hmm. it seem normal. Uh, on, yeah. on, on a on a glamorous right. scale with magazines or or, or or their their social media advertising because the real reality of it always leads to darkness and death and thank you for fighting. Yes. For 17 years, we've been fighting child exploitation on the Thai-Burma border. We came with the whole thing: prevent, rescue, heal. That's been our motto. That's been what we've done. We were the first government-recognized safe home on our border, and we've been fighting child trafficking, child exploitation, child slavery, children involved in prostitution. 
the government, the Kingdom of Thailand has adopted our model, the Prevent Rescue Heal model, and they want to take it and pioneer it all over the borders of Southeast Asia. And so it's a proven model. We really believe that this whole time that we've been being prepared for such a time as this for Brazil. And what I've always seen and what I've always believed is Thailand is the mothership. Thailand is the prototype. Thailand is the basically the example and the base. But I've seen this model, Prevent, Rescue, Heal, launched all throughout Brazil and all over Latin America. Um, I really believe this. I believe that it's kind of like David and Goliath in the Bible, that there was this giant. For 17 years, it's, I killed the lion, I killed the bear, and now who's this giant? And in that story with that, you see that giant, it says it terrorized the people, it oppressed the people for 40 days and 40 nights. And when all the armies of the living God, they step back, don't bother the giant, don't get the giant upset. The giant roared and oppressed the people. And it's when everybody else stepped back, you saw a little shepherd boy run forward and he looked around and he said, isn't there a cause? Isn't there a cause? Don't you guys see? Our God was faithful and he'll be faithful again and we can take this giant. And that's what I believe for Brazil, that God wants to take down the giant of child exploitation in our generation right here, right now in this time. And I believe that we've been being prepared for this for 17 years and now Brazil we're coming for you. got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating and we decided to make a naughty and nice list and Ooh. I have to say Avery you're doing quite well really so we're trying to decide who all we're gonna buy my pillow stuff for Christmas you know if you use promo code flyover you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com that's a great deal can't beat it for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com promo code flyover Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. Last Christmas, you made them the number one selling My Pillow product, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. You'll absolutely love My Slippers, and I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2023, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original My Slippers. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. For more great content, go to FlyoverConservatives.com.